This is the O Access Jamaica podcast, Reasonings with Odessa, episode eight. Real, yeah, untrue. From me to you, straight. And when I say I love you, yeah. let's believe I do. Come on, go around. Solid yeah. ground. Oh, oh. Spragabems. Tanika Graham. <laughs> Standing strong. Give me a little What's up, guys? Hey, what's up? Look, look at me. I'm giving you another episode very quickly. Banana, sound the big thing. And speaking of sound the big thing, I'm so excited that the Red Bull Culture Clash is coming to Kingston, Jamaica. Like, the Red Bull Culture Clash has been happening, like, in the UK, where I'm from. Obviously, you can hear the accent, right? It's been happening in the UK, and the best one so far that they had was the one where Poppy come out and him dropped the big-time Drake dub and the Plius mashup. Yeah, big up popcorn, my homie. Um, and that was really cool because it was also live-streamed. So they had another one recently in Atlanta. I couldn't even tell you that who was on that one, to be honest, because... I I don't even remember. It was whack. But anyway, let's talk about Kingston, Jamaica. This one is happening November the 2nd at the National Arena. And they're going to be having like... Okay, let's just talk about the crews because I'm really excited because I'm a part of Team Do It For The Culture. And Team Do It For The Culture is being represented by none other than my homie, my brother, big time top Grammy award winning producer, Salam Remy. He's working, you know, for those that don't know Salam Remy, Salama's worked with Nas, he's, he's, he's Amy Winehouse's top producer, God rest her soul. Fuji's, Fergie, so much people, so much people. And of course, Spraga Benz. And speaking of Spraga Benz with the number one album on Billboard, Bramanana, he's also a part of the Do It For The Culture crew. That's, yeah. So also a part of the Do It For The Culture crew is Jack Scorpio, Just Snow Cone, big up, big up, big up, my brethren. I don't know who Disco Neil is, you know, I'm going to have to call Salam on that, but I don't, I'm not really sure who that is. And then they're going to have like another team. So that's supposed to be like the hip hop team. But if you really know who Salam Remy is and, you know, say, yo, Salam Ayadi is Jamaican, you know, say he's armed with a holy pug on them. So guys, you've been warned. Now... The next crew, from what I'm seeing here in this uh, hair article, is a soca crew. A soca crew, okay. But the Red Bull Culture Clash is always different. So those that don't really know, they they had like a grime sound. They had Wiz Khalifa play, um, have his sound system for hip hop, and they had other, you know, different genres of music. So it's a it's a different genre of music of cultures. So I guess because they're in the Caribbean. They're doing, you know, have to keep a little soca vibes in it. So they got, um, as I said before, they have Rhythm Stream Platter Crew. I don't know who that is, you know. Led by Bayesian producer and DJ announcer King Bubba. And his other crew members are DJ Scratch, Master Kirk. Oh, DJ Scratch, Master, Fuwe On, Brethren, Kirk Riley, Mr. Riley. 
and DJ and MC blame hype or Barry hype I should say I'm sorry about that and then like the other teams now that are representing for dance hall mind you do it for the culture crew is still dance hall so as far as I'm concerned anyway these guys are, are going to be representing for dancehall and it's called the Strike Force Crew, which is going to be led by the fourth Jenner affiliate, Governor, or, or as I call him, Governor, as well as the Sultry, Miss Banana, Miss Voluptuous, Jada Kingdom. Big up yourself, Jada. Um, also, oh, let me see who else is on this ting here now. Who else is on this ting? Like, let's just skip past that because we've got to go to the next one that's representing dancehall and that's none other than Romish Entertainment Crew led by the king of dancing himself Mr Ding Dong the up top boss TJ and Romish himself big up yourself Romish um, DJ Antsman and MC Bada was it Bada Bling and Bishop Escobar will also be representing that crew now though the crew will compromise of um ZJ Chrome, ZJ Liquid, Bloodline Flanker, Franco, I should say. I'm sorry, Franco. And um, Black Boy. We're not sure who's going to be doing what. We're not sure who's going to be doing what. Anyway, guys, go online. Look for your tickets November the 2nd at the National Arena. I will be there with my non-Vuvacella. I want to keep it old school. I want to bring out whistles. Can't we just bring back whistles? Huh? Whistles need to come back. What? My engineer's looking at me like, yo, Odessa. Brethren, you don't think some whistles can come back? Huh? Whistles need to come back. I hate vuvuzelas. When I'm Prime Minister of Jamaica, I will ban every vuvuzela that comes into the country because I hate them that much. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. My special guests for this Reasonings with Odessa are two heavyweights, two brothers that I really rate. I really, really rate them. Why? Because they are non-Jamaican and they have bought reggae and dancehall into the urban market and broken a lot of the artists that we know today, such as Sean Paul, such as Sarani and many others. I sat down with Willie Daniels and DJ Buck. And um, guys, let's just get into it because... They have a lot to say why they were in Kingston, Jamaica. They were doing a lot of promotion and they had a lot to say. So let's get into it right now. Okay, so it's Reasonings with me, Odessa, and I'm here sitting in front of two major heavyweights that break reggae music in the United States. I'm here with Willie Daniels and DJ Buck. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you I'm doing? happy to have you. What? Thanks we're not we're us. not drinking, guys, you know. <laughs> we're not drinking for this episode because they got other interviews and Willie will be sloshed and we can't have that, can we Willie? Yeah, no, that won't be good. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't drink. If I, I do drink, I don't know what would happen. Really? I don't know what would happen. We'll we have to do a next one here, Bob. I've we're never drank in my life. What? No. Oh no, no, we can't have that. Why? It may, it, it may be an amazing interview if you would give me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh man, oh man. All right, so we're gonna kick off with Willie. Tell me where do you hail from? Where do you come from? And when did you start? When did you start becoming a, a major hit in the music business? I don't know about major hit. Um, <laughs> I hail from the Bronx, New York. Um, boogie Down? Yeah, Boogie Down. Um, started out as a DJ, 13 years old. Wow. Mentored by some of the hip hop like icons like Red Alert, Chuck Chill Out. 
And then this reggae thing fell on my head. <laughs> when did you first fall in love with reggae? Had to be in the, like, around 86, 87. And what was the track that hit you, like, boom? I mean, there was a lot of things. At, at that time, Shabba Ranks and the Supercast stuff was, you know, big to me. Yeah, yeah. So tell me now, you're affiliated with a lot of radio stations. Um, tell me what stations are those? In WDKX the- in Rochester, WQSH in Albany, WRSV in North Carolina, WPTY in Long Island, New York. Okay, and what's your what's your job role? What's your role there? You spin. Um, I have a show, a Tropical Blends radio show, with me and um, DJ Nori from Power One Hundred Five. Host, Nori. Hi, host Nori. the show for me. Um, I do the mixing. He does the hosting. Yeah, that's my boy. That's my boy. All right, and I have Buck. Yeah, um, originally from Providence, Rhode Island, small town, New England. Um, grew up there. Then I worked. I started radio there when I was maybe eighteen out of college. When I first went to college, I started a radio station there. And from there, went on to working in a uh, station in Providence to run a retail record store and eventually moving to Connecticut and programming a radio station. Um, and the mix shows and doing the morning show, too. I've, I've always been a DJ in the clubs. So DJing with the, the vinyl and the records has always been in my blood. So I've done that from way back then till now. And I still do it. You still do it on radio? I still do it, yeah. Wow. I can't, uh. I can't get rid of it. It'll, it'll <laughs> never go away. And you, when did you fall in love with like reggae? When was it? Because your oh, yeah. show, you still mix like hip hop, basically. I still mix hip hop mm-hmm. and reggae. I think I fell in love with reggae um, in college when I worked in the record stores. I used to work in the record store. We used to sell the videotapes, the the clashes. We used yeah. to sell those on the VHS. Yeah. And it was so aggressive with the Ninja Man and the <laughs> Super Cat and everything. And I say, well, this is something close. It reminded me of hip hop. Yeah. You know, and that's what got me into it. And well, it from there, it never never stopped. Yeah. 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 So what brings you guys to Jamaica? Is this your first time here? No. Is this, you know, no, definitely not. So what brings you home? Because I, <laughs> I would consider you adopted Jamaicans, right? Uh, I guess <laughs> adopted, yeah. 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 Um, just basically coming to talk about the music, the state of the music, and maybe kind of catch some ears and see if we can get this thing back to where it should be. And why do you think, all right, let's get into that. Why do you think what's happened with reggae dancehall or should we say more dancehall is it it just reggae because i think reggae is doing quite well now with the resurgence of a lot of artists such as chronic such Mm -hmm. as coffee coffee's doing amazing Mm -hmm. protege um lila ik we can we can go on so is it more dancehall music that you think is not where it should be where it should be right now and why why is that i think just a change in in the type of music like it used to be a fun music you know, it got a little bit too serious and uh, people interjecting too many of their own personal issues into their music instead of letting it be fun. Right. But they, do you, don't you think like we have like dance songs like Ding Dong and a couple of other artists out there who are doing. Well, dance yeah, fun I mean, music? Ding and, and a couple of those guys still make it fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like. Ding has grown. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched Ding grow from yeah. from the dancer into the artist, and yeah. now into the bigger artist. Yeah. But most of the artists aren't doing the type of records that were done, say, the '90s and the early 2000s. That was more about partying and women, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just too serious and dark right now. It's too, do you think it has anything to do with what 
how society is right now. Yeah, I think it, it could be think? the temperature of society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. all the music is going through that. Hip hop is going through that right oh, yeah, now yeah. as well. Yeah, hip hop's going through it too, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what do you, what is needed? Like what is needed? Like I'm I don't yeah, because I don't really listen to like now it's Wednesday on Fame FM, it's oldies and I'm right. happy to drive and listen to oldies. <laughs> yeah, music. You're happy with that. So But what made you happy about that music? The era of dancehall, I just think it was more pure mm-hmm. at that time. I mm-hmm. think that most of the artists... I also think that social media and the internet and digital were digitalized now. Mm-hmm. And I know that our generation, which I can say is more we come from the analog pre into digital age. And I think that might have something to do with it. Whereas these kids now are just... Everything is at the fingertips. Everything yeah, everything's is in there. the small everything screen. Yeah. Everything is on the small screen. And everything is... Um, I just think there's also they're not as much musicians. They're not. They're the, more the live musicianship. Well, yeah. a lot of that is missing out, out the game. And I think with the social networking, it's made it easy, mm-hmm. very easy to get records made and to put records out. Whereas back in the day, you had to fight. You mm-hmm. had to prove that you deserved that. Right. Spot. You had to go into the studio. You had to go into the studio <laughs> with the big SSL board. Yeah. And bring those mix. I'm at studio where Dean Mundy is right now, and Dean would say we were talking about this last week. We had to bring. I had to help my friend pay for his big old tape track, which was yeah. like eight thousand dollars back then, and half you know lift that up and lug those over. Right. And you think that they're not hungry enough? Why the music well, is not hungry or has a? I don't think they're not hungry. I just think you know again, technology has not only hurt artists, but it's hurt the craft of DJing. Mm-hmm. So you have people who don't really have an ear for music that are DJs, having gone through the trials of we did carrying vinyl and yeah. having you know it's just you can get mp3s anyway mm-hmm. like it's not nothing is special anymore that's one of the so what do you think the artists per se would have to do we're not naming any names but i can just see them popping up in my head right now as I can. <laughs> yeah. you know i'm very vocal on twitter most of my listeners and people know that i'm very vocal on twitter about these things um what is it that they need to do coming from you guys that because you break records you are the you are the guys that have basically broken a lot of the in the the reggae acts that we hear today. I'm gonna ask you to name some of them. Like, yeah, I I I think the artists a lot of artists need to to listen to the ones that came before them, to the ones that do it great. A lot of young people don't want to listen to anyone but their few friends in that circle, mm-hmm. and there's no structure in the organization, and they have no leadership. And without understanding how this game is done. This music industry is done in America. It's hard to win. You have to listen. To this. There are people that are great at doing it. You know, the elder men. Well, well, Shaggy, Sean Paul. They've been superstars. They're great at what they do, but they have this this artist development thing. They know the game. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that, it's tough to break into a world where you don't know how to deal with people mm-hmm. or even get, or even go across the water to the states. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're happy with where you are. Mm-hmm. You gotta want more. You know, you can be big in Jamaica, but you got to think bigger than Jamaica. You can be big in the States, you got to think bigger than the States. you got to think worldwide. But if your mind is in this box, you'll never grow and succeed. You know, and the, the image, image is a lot too, you know. Who's, I'm trying to picture who's, who's the next big one? Who's the next right, Who's the next Coffee? Because Coffee, coffee, is, is, a, coffee is the global superstar right She's now. She's the one now. She... She ran the summer. She ran everything from last year to this year. Yeah. And I've known Coffee. My previous podcast was with Coffee. And 
I've known her for two years, two and a half years, mm-hmm. and I've watched her development. And one thing that I always tell other young artists who see it and just see it just comes up is that coffee listens. <laughs> At the yeah. end of the day, yeah. I mean, that's you can advise her thing. and yeah. she'll listen. And that's the important thing. You have to... A lot of these artists, they don't know what they think they know. And yeah. that's the problem. Everybody thinks they know everything about this game. And we're still learning the game. Mm-hmm. And we've been in the game for mm-hmm. years. Because it's changing. So yeah, it changes much. every day. And, and coffee, there was an innocence. There's an innocence about coffee. But then when I see her doing a song in the studio with Chronics, I'm like, she's so young. Somebody like Chronics. Mm-hmm. She's paying attention to. Mm-hmm. She's understanding the game, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, she's going to be a winner. I don't, who's after her coming? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't I'm know. sitting here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's. We talk about sincere. We think sincere is maybe a record or two away from being that artist. Again, she listens. She has a structure. She mm-hmm. she has a team of people who she believes in. Yes. Um. As a female, I don't know. I think the women, I just think that the game is changing now. And I think that the women, I think it's the women's Alakai, time. Alakai Harley is dope, too. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. Leela Ike, as we said, another one who's, who's out there and who's mm-hmm. buzzing. Has been buzzing at the same time as Coffee, but I think it's Coffee's time yeah. um, as well. Um, who else? Is there anybody? But you th- I, don't you think it's the women? It's time for women in reggae? To kind of bust well, out there, music. or you still think it's going to be a male-dominated thing for now? I think the women are are, are carrying the torch right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even in hip hop, you know, you got Megan Thee Stallion. Exactly. If I, I if you go to a nightclub in in the states, at the top of the hour, the big the biggest songs that are being played are all women. women. Yeah, yeah. They, I'm I'm actually in the, in the process of putting together a big concert with all women. That's going to be hot. Is it all women hip-hop, all women R&B, all women everything? Everything. That's dope. You know, from from Lizzo to Megan Thee Stallion to Shinsia, I'm trying to put four or five women on the stage for the first time on my station. Wow. Wow, and have you got a name for that? You're giving us a little excuse. I got to think about it. It'll be in the wintertime. I wish it was hot girl summer. Yeah. Time would have been perfect. Yeah. (laughs) But I want to incorporate. Hot girl summer is hot girl summer. It's hot girl all year round. It's it's hot girl, yeah. (laughs) You know, yeah. All year round. Tell me about some of the, because I said it before, who have you broken on radio? Who, what other? Who have I worked with? Worked with. I say broken because I know you, (laughs) Willie. I know, I'm like, I tell people all the time. If it don't break with Willie, if it don't break on your station, but yeah. and then it filters down to Hot ninety seven, that's yeah. that's how that's how it happens. I think my first first record was Give It to Her by Time to Metro and the Rock. Wow, right. that was my first record. Um, Sean Paul gave me the light. I think I got the first spins on No Letting Go from Wayne Wonder, Serrani No Games. Egyptian Hold You, Damian Marley, um, Affairs of the Heart, Fever, Party Animal. Wow. Dutchy Wine. Are you broken a lot? A lot. Lots and lots and lots. So the attitude, is it the attitude of the artists that are here now have to change? Because some of the artists that you've broken and you've mentioned, they broke, but then they didn't have extra hits that coming after that is that because of their attitude again i don't think it was their attitude i just think sometimes and i hate to say it this way sometimes these guys luck into the these records yeah, yeah. and it goes back to buck with the structure and the team mm-hmm. um that's why you see a mr vegas is able to repeat because they get 
the formula of why they did it the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these guys, they don't. And it's unfortunate because they never come back from these records. Yes. I think Sirani has a record that is going to wind up resurrecting. The one with um, Burner Boy. Right. Yeah. All right. Pick I think, up. I think yeah, that's going to bring him back, which it was actually a Sirani record. It was never a Burner Boy okay. record. Okay. So how did you know how that came about? I was working with Burner Boy on uh-huh. the E record, and Sirani wanted him on the record. I sent it to his manager. They're like, We'll jump on it, but we want it for the album. Ah. And that's how. Oh, wicked. So look, I got, I got a little news there. I got a little exclusive <laughs> there. That's wicked. I love Burner Boy. I'm going to Africa, so I'm going to be seeing Burner Boy very soon as well. Um, do you think Afrobeat, speaking of Burner, do you think... This is something that I've always brought up with Afrobeats. I don't understand why... I know that Afrobeat comes from the Godfather Fele Kute. But I don't understand why the Afrobeats artists never give reggae dancehall any respect that their music is very much heavily influenced by reggae and dancehall. Do you agree with me? or? I don't know the inside. That, yeah, I don't know the respect the factor. Yeah. <laughs> but I know they work with the reggae artists a lot. You know, but the, they never say. They always say it's a, it's a fusion of this, that, this, that. But they say. never mention reggae and anything. I've always... You can hear it. Yeah. You can hear it in the music. Mm-hmm. The influence. They're you know, swag. I can hear everything. Well, the Caribbean influence. I can say I can say more reggae, dancehall. Cabana Boy calls himself Burner Ranking. He thinks he's Shabba. <laughs> 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 I love him same way. So yeah. and, and and then most people are saying that it's easier to work with Afrobeats artists or African pop stars versus working with the reggae stars. Most of the Afrobeats artists are now busting ahead of what our reggae artists are doing. Is it the same thing again? I don't know why. Is it their attitude or... The ones that get it, get it. Yeah, some get it. Some There were some Afrobeats artists who don't get it. You know, they, they, they don't, but their music is winning, man. Their music is very melodic. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 you got the intro, you got the very hook, easy you got on a the chorus. It's happy. And it's happy. It's happy. Yes. You know, it's got this bouncy, you know, and I, that's, that's, that, what reggae, that's, in reggae's place right now. You're right, that's what so reggae had. It, it, it had it, and you can see it, you know. The, the table, the table. The table's turning. turning. It will yeah. go back, but we just need that. We need these reggae artists, these dancehall artists to really look at what's going on and develop themselves. Artist development, you know, get the right songs, get with the right producers, put hitch together. Mm-hmm. You know, not let Afro Beach take it over, which is, I love Afro Beach too, but a lot. Of, what's happening in the States is you have a lot of American artists mm-hmm. taking this sound mm-hmm. and implementing into their sound and mm-hmm. creating making hits. hits. You got mm-hmm. Rihanna, you got mm-hmm. Drake, mm-hmm. you got Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. You no, know, Justin Bieber's big hit was an Afrobeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a smash. Beats. Sorry, beats. Yeah, I was, should say. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. The Wiley the first time. That's why Wiley's wiling out on Ed Sheeran right now. <laughs> <Is> he? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's winning, and people. Yeah. And some some of the audiences in the states never heard where Ed Sheeran got the beat from. So it's brand yeah. new to them. Yeah, he took the Diwali and he took the Calabash yeah. from Shaggy. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, listen, we can talk further. We can talk more. Um, thank you guys for taking your time out to sit down and talk to me. Um, just, you know, is there anything you want to just round up what we were just talking about? Like, again, we just, is it, they need to have, their attitude needs to be right for reggae to work. Also, what about, Sorry to, to 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 stop you. What about like even with the Grammys and the voting system and, and anything like? Are you guys involved in anything like that? No. no? All right. Well, we'll just 
just we'll just leave it as that. We'll just leave it as that. All right, this is Reasonings with Odessa with Willie Daniels and DJ Buck. And no liquor. And no liquor. But next time we're going to do liquor. Me and you go and drink a liquor. I will drink uh, Hennessy just for you, All right, Willie. they have an Uber service I, out here? Yeah, I will have an Uber service out here. I'll get someone to... No, we can't try it. Just put a, a, a pillow and a blanket. A blanket right there. <laughs> and leave him over there. No. Like, no. <laughs> All right. Reasonings with Odessa. Are we out? <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much, Willie Daniels and DJ Buck, for being my special guest today. I want to big up my Drinky Poo sponsors. You know, I didn't say that before, but Appleton Signature Rum with a splash of ginger bear. That was so good. Big up to Vigilante Studios. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform of your choice. Rate and leave some information. I'll just tell the people them all the things soon, you know? Anyway, I'm your host, Odessa. Until later, linkage laters, peace.